Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the DMP Podcast, episode 36, where this week we are reviewing the surprisingly good Straight Outta Compton, uh, the American biographical drama which focuses on the rise and fall of the NWA. Or is it just NWA? Just NWA. Yeah. That, that shows you how hip I am with the times. Um, yeah. And it's good. It's surprisingly good. Um, it's doing well at the box office. It was made for a pretty, actually, for a tiny penny from what it can see. And it's been destroying pretty much the box office lately. Well, in terms of destroying, I mean doing well and made back, like, triple its budget. So, I mean, that's a fucking good start. So, hopefully, there's no sequel to it because that'll be disappointing. Uh, there's not a sequel per se, but there is, like, another film of that similar. Like, um, they're looking at doing a Dead Row fucking re- is it Dead Row Records oh, or something? Death Row Records, yeah. Yeah, um, about like Snoop and Tupac or something. Apparently, oh. that's the plan. Yeah, that'll probably do well actually, given the fact that this was this has done well. I reckon they'd probably be trying to find as much kind of hip hop, yeah, based. It's like there hasn't really been like a, drama. a decent hip hop movie like this since like probably eight mile was the last decent one and like I, you had I you had just, sorry yeah you like you had 50 cent and his fucking his movie and then there was the notorious big big one but i didn't see that one yeah i don't remember seeing that one either but i think this is also a very good biographical drama uh film that's come out for a, a while it's very good um so let's just get some general thoughts from Hugh first. Um, Hugh, I know you, I mean, before we started recording, you said, did you expect it to be as good as it was? It sounds like you obviously didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Well, I went into it with a sort of feeling like, oh, like this could be decent. Like I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen a film like this, like a biographical film for ages. So I sort of sat back and I'm like, oh, it's, it's, an, it's a different experience. Like, you sort of know what's going to happen with the plot because it's based on true events, so it's more just like the actual acting performance and the writing rather than where the story goes. Mm. So I I thought it started a little bit slow, but I thought it got really good really quickly. Like so, some of the performances were really surprising. Like I remember everyone, well, everyone who doesn't know that Ice Cube's son plays Ice Cube goes in like me and they're like, gee, Ice Cube's actor looked like Ice Cube and everyone's like, no, that's his son. And you're like, oh, <laughs> Makes sense, but no, I I thought it was a really good film. Like it, it it definitely did surprise me because you don't expect that. You expect it to be like, oh yeah, it'll be decent. But I thought it was outstanding. Like I actually gave it. I think it, I don't think I've given many eights this year, but I definitely like. Obviously, we'll go into that later. But like, I'll explain why. But I definitely gave it one. I thought Tom made a good point when he was like the scene where they sing "fuck the police" yeah. when the police are watching. That was a really sick scene. Yeah, in the, uh, that was the Detroit show, and yeah, that when they're warned at the start of the show to not sing the song, and then they stop, and then it, there's like a moment of just kind of tension where the, it cuts between them on stage and the police, and you just know that they're going to do it. And then they do, and then it just erupts, and it's and it is a it is it's all it's it's a spine tingling moment I think because I, I oh, remember, yeah. yeah I watched it and I was like ooh okay like I just got a shiver and that's pretty rare uh, for me to have in move in like for in terms of watching movies this year the only other ki- kind of time I've really felt like that was Mad Max, um, but 
and maybe Kingsman with the, the church scene, but um, that scene in particular as well. And I mean, like you said, Hugh, the, it starts off slow, but it runs for two and a half hours and it doesn't feel like that at all. It, it's really well paced. Like, the Oh no, I didn't think it paced. I did think towards the end, I'm like, oh, gee, this is long, but it wasn't, I wasn't complaining. I was yeah. surprised that a biographical film goes for quite a long time. Mm. Well, and that's the thing. I, I feel like, <laughs> The, uh, some of the stories that it has towards the end, they wrap them up very quickly because I think they're like, we've told all of this and we've put all, we've put, you know, the drama of, you know, Ice Cube uh, leaving the group and then, you know, um, Easy e and all that kind of stuff. And then it just wraps up very, very quickly in the last maybe 25 minutes. And the same with kind of, um, is it Su- is it Suge? Suge. Suge. Oh, Suge Knight, sorry. Yeah. I keep getting fucking confused with that name. Yeah, I used to call him Sh- like Suge, and then it's like in the movie, like, oh no, it's Suge. Suge. Like, <laughs> right. Well, okay. That kind of makes sense. Like, I don't know, it's Sugar. Yeah, I, I guess. I kind of. Yeah, but I mean, Tom, like, what, what did you think? Obviously, I think you probably share the same sentiment as Hugh. Yeah, like, I was like, oh yeah, it should be alright. Like, if, if Ice Cube and Dre are going to be involved, it's going to be. It's going to be good or interesting to see, just to see, like, if they actually go, like, and show what they actually did back in the 80s and whatnot, like, go into, like, they, like, obviously they don't have the the beatings that Dre did on women because apparently it didn't fit the story, but you kind of get a, you get a hint of that when he's, like, beating up all the fucking dudes at the um, record, record studio. Yeah, was that at was that at Death Row Records? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was Death Row, because like yeah, it was like him and Suge started that. Mm. But yeah, that the whole like fuck the police scene and whatnot. It's like it's a protest song. They've been told not to sing it. Of course, they're going to protest that and sing it. You fucking dumb idiots. Yeah, and like of course it escalates into a riot. You know, the one thing I've taken from this, like from watching this, is that it kind of made me think about how much things have changed since, you know, the late 80s. From what I've, obviously, I was born in the 90s, but in terms of from what I've heard and what I've seen, things have changed so drastically over the last 30 years. But you also kind of sit there and go, this stuff still happens. Yeah. Like, it's like actually that, quite they... interesting to see, you know, like, there's a persecution of, of you know, of black people in... California because they look like gangsters and so they're going to get picked on by the police and that still happens today you know you yeah. still see stuff like that and like, it's really you could you could easily yeah. say like they were ahead of their time but that they're kind of timeless in a way because this stuff's still happening like you'd think mm. after like they even show like the Rod- they do a, a brief bit on the Rodney King beatings and whatnot mm. And you'd think after that happened, and the, at the riots that were caused because of that, that like they'd be they'd change the, change their ways. But no, America's still dumb as ever and continue to like oppress the minority. Like, I don't think oppressed is the right word, but yeah, I, I see you where you're coming from. You get, you get what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, but the, it's just it's interesting because it makes you think that because it's like oh well, look at what it was like back then, but it really hasn't changed. And obviously, I mean, a lot of the stuff over the last year where people are taking notice and standing up for that kind of stuff makes this even more kind of poignant to watch because you see all that kind of persecution and you react to it uh, like quite uh, quite profoundly 
I, well, at least I found when I watched it because um, they gen they genuine like genuinely didn't want to cause drama. They wanted to just make music music and express themselves, but yeah. they were always kind of persecuted by um, you know the police and by society itself, and they were just expressing themselves. And obviously, back then it just didn't work. I never knew the song "Express Yourself" came from them as well. Like it's such yeah. an upbeat kind of song, and I'm like, oh yeah, NWA. They're like, oppose, they oppose police and all that, and they sang this. It's it's opposite of the fucking spectrum. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of like the, that, the actual soundtrack on the movie is excellent as well. There's some really nice cuts that have, they've actually put in there that have kind of inspired. Yeah, like the whole recording of the Straight Outta Compton oh, CD, that yeah. scene was solid. Like, because it, you basically, it, it almost like fucking, it basically starts off like they're being harassed by the police and then bam, it segues into Ice Cube ripping in the fuck the police. Yeah. And even then, like when Easy E kind of discovers, uh, what, do you know what song he was trying, when like he starts, uh, like he's trying to drop on the beat? I can't remember what the song was. Oh, when he's like, like they're, they're in the recording studio. Like, yeah. Um, he's dropping, um, cruising. cruising. Yeah. yeah. Um, Boys in the Hood. That's right. Like Easy E, like Jason Mitchell's performance as Easy E was excellent as well. That like the performances in this are really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I think, did the I, casting was good. I think it was you. Did I was did I like I I couldn't tell if they actually like used the soundtrack that like um, the that they made or if they actually had the actors singing because it just seemed flawless. Like yeah, as, I, as far I as I'm aware of what I've read, half of it was actually recorded by the cast and half of it was borrowed yeah. from. The, the soundtrack from the CDs. yeah, that's what I've heard slash read, but I can't one hundred percent because it just sounded like like a flawless imitation in a way. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, and so when you see, um, uh, what's what's his name? O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. rap as Ice Cube. You don't just go. He's lip syncing to Ice Cube. He's actually being Ice Cube. You know. Yeah. Um, like and the whole part, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like when he fucking rips into the no Vaseline and all that. Like after they yep. released the disc CD, it's just fucking solid. Yeah, and, and I mean even Paul Giamatti is is solid as um Jerry Heller as well. Like, yeah. I like Paul Giamatti, and he does slimy very very well. Oh yeah, like he, I, I actually hate it. Like I've only really started listening to NWA because of the movie, mm. and. Like I've only read what's happened, what happened to him, but he made me hate that guy so much for what they did. He did to him. Yeah, that's it's an interesting story to read as well because I mean, uh, like personally, like I, you know, I I do listen to hip hop, but for me, like this kind of backstory and background and that for me, I was never really familiar with. So obviously, doing the research about um, Jerry Heller and the the band itself was actually quite interesting to see how deep the actual divide was. He found like he yeah. he, he was like the. F- the founder or like the producer of some other big bands as well. Yeah, he said. Was it um Elton John? Yeah. Uh, Otis Redding. Um, so uh, like Black Sabbath and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like about this movie. Um, and I would probably say I love it. As in, like, I'd probably put this on my top list. I don't know whereabouts just yet, but it's on my top list for for movies. Oh, this is currently on my top list for the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, were there any bits and pieces that you didn't like about it? Because I watched a Chinese cut, it cut all the nudity out. Oh, well, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, because like it does like kind of screw up one scene. I think. Did you see it in the cinemas here? Yeah. 
Did you? Oh, did you down? Like, oh, did you watch? The no, 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 no. I, I saw it in cinemas. I haven't watched the yeah. uh, torrent. Um, you know the the scene at the like. I think it's just after they released the album, and they get the swimming pool in the like some mansion, and there's like a conversation between Easy and Jerry. Was that when they're having dinner? No, it's like they're in the backyard, like they're having a conversation, like next to the pool. It's not that it's not dinner. It's a different conversation. Like eating it, lobsters at dinner, and then Ice Cube comes along and. Nah, yeah, there's that one, but there's like there's it's just after the CD like came out, like they released the CD. Yeah, and it's I'm, gone huge, and they're, they're partying at some mansion. Is that what? Oh no, that, um, maybe um, because there's so many fucking parties at mansions. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, it's like just after the CD comes out, and like I can't really tell you what the conversation was about because they cut most of the conversation out of the version that I watched. Yeah, that that's yeah. See, like that the Chinese cut of of the movie is a bit odd. It doesn't do a lot. Like it's, yeah, like it doesn't rem- like it doesn't take you out of the movie or anything. It's just there is like one. There's only one bit where it's like I kind of was left hanging on what actually happened because it cuts between scenes so quickly that it's also cut dialogue out, and it just doesn't tell you what you can, like you can't work out what they've said. Yeah. No. I yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. Uh, well, so what? Like, what was your point? Just in terms of what they actually cut out of the film? No, no, no. It was just, just the fact so, that you didn't. Like, it, was just, it was just no. Oh, that and like they cut out the ver- the version I watched. They cut out um, Ice Cube Junior referencing Ice Cube Senior's role in Friday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, when the pimps rock up to their to that hotel room, yeah, and they're looking for Felicia. Apparently, um, oh. Ice Cube <laughs> Junior like. When he pushes out the door, just like ad libbed by Felicia, and apparently that's like one of Ice Cube's like most famous lines from Friday. From Friday, yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny. I wish they kept that in there. Oh. Yeah, um, I assume she was naked, so that's why I cut it out. Yeah, there's yeah, there is a bit missing from it. Hugh, what like what is there anything that you kind of can gripe on about it, or is it that solid? Um, do you think it's really solid? Probably. Just trying. I'm just trying to think of a criticism, like because it's it's not like the best film ever, but I really did like it. I I did some reading, and apparently it glosses over some of the bad things that they did. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, that's right. Um, uh, like with spe- specifically Dr. Dre and Violence Against Women or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that all happened. Yeah. There's like there's a reporter. I think his girlfriend, or it's like I think it's his girlfriend or wife that's in the movie. He beat her up at one point. Yeah, because you get glimpses of him, like, with the girl after that party, and they, he's like, oh, like, am I going to come in? And then she was like, you're asking me to move in and stuff, and it felt like... Oh, that had, like, a rape vibe, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a bit kind of like, okay, where's this going? Because, um, you know, obviously, we're aware of what, you know, Dr. Dre did. Yeah, I and it's, I think, oh, it might have been, like, when he got acquired, but, like, Beats got acquired, because Apple... Had to be like, yeah, we like we're aware of what he did, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like that was in the past. He's a changed man. We just want his products. Yeah, it's yeah that. I I do think like the one thing that the movie does well is that it doesn't so it doesn't idolize these guys so much as like oh these are like the greatest dudes of all time. Like they can't do no wrong. It's more along the lines of the fact that these group of, like this group chose to express themselves in the way that they did. 
um, but it doesn't put them on a pedestal. So it doesn't actually put Dr. Dre on a pedestal, even though the guy actually does, you know, he hits women and he's whatever and whatever the fuck else he's been accused of doing and whatever he's convicted of doing. It doesn't really idolize him, which I think is the smart thing for the movie to do. Um, no, they're all... I think it, it paints Ice Cube as, like, the smartest one. Yeah, like, no, it yeah. does. Because, but, that, I mean, that's because he had a lot of involvement with the film. Um, yeah, like, no matter oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying he wasn't smart, but I think it definitely paints him as, like, Easy is the wildest one. Yeah. Like, Dre is the, like, the in-between of it. And he's... Cube is, like, the smartest one. Yeah, because he's the one that's avoiding everything. Yeah. You know? But, um... Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, this is this is an excellent movie. Um, do you guys have anything else other than that? We will give our ratings and we'll wrap it up. No, good. No, it was just... Hugh, eight was it? Eight, eight. Um, really solid all round film. Perhaps a touch long for some people that would watch it. Like I know, very casual cinema goers would probably get bored by that. But aside from that, yeah, eight. Yeah, Tom. Eight. Yeah, like. It's very solid. It's like very well put together. It does probably it does capture the times that they come from. Obviously, like there's some glaring omissions that they probably could have added, but it would have probably were added to the runtime and just yeah. it might have like loose like I don't know maybe put the film off balance in a way. Yeah, but I- as it as it stands, it was really solid. Yeah, I actually think that they could have done even a TV show about it. That would have been like a mini series of some sort, so you can really get into the depths of the band. But like a oh, like a HBO, yeah, that, like a HBO series. That would have been too bad. Yeah, you could do a limited series on it, and I think that would be super effective in just kind of like chapter it. So you could say yeah. you know the rise, and then use it as kind of like a narrative. So there's a beginning, middle, and end. But I mean, even then, the movie still functions really, really well uh, under the fact that it's you know it's quite long, but it tells a good story. Um, you know, it, the story is actually quite standard, but I mean, you all know, like everyone knows how the story goes. Um, but it doesn't, it portrays, I think that particular life and time and period really well. Um, and it, it there's a lot of smart choices from the writers as well. Um, and really, you know, great direction from F Gary, uh, F Gary Gray. Yeah. Um, I, I could have sworn his name was F Gray Gray. It looks close enough. That's what I was about to say that, but yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're going to wrap it up for that uh, for this week, guys. Uh, in the next two weeks, we have, I think, pretty the much Maze the Runner. Maze Runner, Scorch Trials. So we're going to look forward to you <laughs> probably getting super cranky about that because um, was that on top of your list or was it Transformers last year? For your worst, Hugh. Um, it was, I think it was second worst. It was in the running for number one. I believe Transformers <laughs> took it out, but Maze Runner was up there. <laughs> yeah, that's... I feel like we might be cruising for something similar to that, so... You know how I talked about... I showed that Hell's Club thing that I've been, like, fapping over in the Skype chat? Yeah. That was a better movie than the Maze Runner. <laughs> that's... But that's very well edited together. That's, yeah. Like, I was... It was one of the... One of, I was telling you guys before we start recording, you know, the uh, podcast that John August does with uh, Craig Mazin called Script Notes. And they actually talked about that trailer in this week's episode about how important it is um, for editors um, finding the right eyelines um, and how well it was edited together because all of those eyelines match up perfectly. So when, like, Tom Cruise in Collateral shoots uh, Arnie in Terminator, it works and it functions just, like... 
perfectly. Um, for all you, for for all of you that are actually curious, if you go onto YouTube and just look up, is it Hell's Club here? Oh, just look at. Hold on, I'll just quickly type it into my PC. I reckon just look up Hell's Club. Yeah, Hell's. If you just yeah, just look up Hell's Club on YouTube. Hell's Club. It's the, it's the top link. Yeah, it'll be the top link, and it's just basically a mashup like four or five or nine minutes, however long it is, of just action movies and different movies all edited into one, I think, one club scene, and it's. I think there's twenty plus movies in there. Like, there's a few prominent movies, but I think there's twenty plus all up. Yeah. It's Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I think there was a list somewhere on R movies, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But that, if you if you want to see something cool this week, go and look at that on YouTube because it's actually quite cool. It's actually a pretty good way to school yourself in terms of editing for eyelines. Um, uh, but yeah, as usual, guys, you can get us on <laughs> facebook.com forward slash definitely not popcorn Twitter. I'm not going to say it again. I can't be bothered. Um, iTunes as always. Thank you for listening. If you're on iTunes. Uh, like I said last week, I think uh, we're going to phase out SoundCloud at the end of the year, so make sure you start moving over to iTunes and we'll work out a archive for previous episodes. Um, but, yeah, what were you going to say, Tom? Oh, I was going to say, all, you, all your talk about fucking eyeshadows and shit in The Gift and I never noticed it once. Yeah, see, it's it's that's the oddest thing. Or maybe or maybe I was trying to focus, like, trying to focus on it too much and just never saw it. We'll just watch it. You'll notice it. Yeah. I'll actually watch, watch the gift as well. That's very good, but that's beside the point. Um, anyway, guys, we'll leave it there. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening as always. Shock Peace, rods. guys.